Welcome to Dinger Derby, the only podcast completely devoted to Texas Tech baseball. Join your host, Keith Patrick, every week for team news, guests, ranking updates, and game reports from opening weekend all the way through Omaha. We'll be hitting taters with the Red Raiders all season long. This is Dinger Derby. Welcome into the Dinger Derby podcast, the podcast for Texas Tech baseball fans. I'm your host, Keith Patrick. We're going to look back at this two-game series against the University of Las Vegas running Rebels in the midweek here in Lubbock and look ahead to the Rice Owls coming to town in a three-game weekend stand against your Red Raiders. So UNLV comes into Lubbock not playing great baseball so far on the season. So you expected Tech to take care of business, and they absolutely did. Red Raiders win it 11-2 on Tuesday in a game that was moved up from a 6 p.m. start to a 3 p.m. start due to impending weather. Tech out-hit the Rebels 14-6, two errors apiece for each team. Brian Klein, another big night at the plate for him, two for four with a run score and an RBI. He had a double mixed in there on his evening. Brian Klein, the reigning Big 12 Player of the Week. After that great series in Tallahassee, Brian Klein reached safely seven times, hit a double when it counted against the Seminoles. It was a nice weekend for him and a well-deserved award for Brian Klein, who I also gave an award to in my previous episode for that series. Cole Stilwell went two for three on the weekend, continuing just an impressive run for him here in the early season. Two runs scored and a walk by Stilwell. Nate Rombach also two for three with two runs scored, an RBI, and a walk. Rombach got left out there a couple times. He only struck out once. It was generally a pretty nice midweek series for the Red Raiders at the plate. Cal Conley also two for three. He had two RBI as well and also drew a walk. Tanner Trimba also was able to slam a double, and Cal Conley, one of his hits, a double as well. So extra base hits starting to pile up for the Red Raiders now, getting a little bit more comfortable in that approach, and the competition you were playing, you should have been pulling off those kinds of things. Mason Montgomery gets the start on Tuesday. He goes five innings pitch, three hits, one run. It is earned two walks and three strikeouts. He only has one wild pitch, doesn't hit anybody. Mason Montgomery, a pretty good outing there. 87 pitches in five innings for Monty. He's 3-0 now on the season. Connor Queen gets some significant relief work on Tuesday. Three innings pitched, two hits, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. 28 pitches in three innings for Connor Queen. And Kurt Wilson gets an inning of work at the end. One hit, one run. It is earned. One walk and two strikeouts. Also 28 pitches for him in the one inning. So Connor Queen, I think that's an interesting case. We've had some folks ask about him. Connor Queen's fine. But I think what you're seeing here, the depth of this bullpen is so significant where Connor Queen in 2019, maybe your third guy out of the pen, now he's in that 5-6 range for coming out of the bullpen, maybe even deeper. It's just the nature of the beast when you have so much power out there and some guys that really have a lot of great pitchability. They've got you know three-pitch mixes. They're just some really excellent guys in the bullpen, some great arms. And I've belabored that enough over the uh, the last episode. And if you caught me on KTXT, the student radio station at Texas Tech this week, we talked a lot about that as well. But Connor Queen doing fine, getting three good innings of shutout baseball in the midweek. He's still a guy that can come out for you out of the pen and execute pitches and do a good job. Just the order of things has changed a little bit here this season with the depth. 
On Wednesday, the game was moved up an hour, also because of weather. It was actually moved on Tuesday. That announcement was made. Scoreless through one. Texas Tech gets one in the second and three in the third. Never looks back. It did get within 6-3. I was at work. I walked out of my office, talked to my boss, walked back in, and it went from 6-3 to 11-3 in a hurry. The bottom of the eighth was a big one for Tech as they scored five to pile it on there at the end. Tech out hit UNLV 17 to 8 in the Wednesday game and Tech was perfect with no errors in that one. Drew Baker went 2 for 6 on the day with a run scored. He got left out there four times. That's not a number that you like to see for old Drew Baker. Dylan Noisy 1 for 5 with a run scored. Brian Klein 4 for 4, two runs, two ribbies and a walk. Brian Klein's four hits, three of those were extra base hits. Three doubles for Brian Klein on a night that saw a lot of positive hitting for Texas Tech. Jace Young had his first multi-home run game. Cody Masters got in on the fun. He hit a home run. Drew Baker hit a double and a triple. Drew Baker looked like he might be turning to try to get himself an inside the parker. So he goes two for six, and they're both extra base hits. As I said, Jace Young, two home runs. He goes two for five. Both of his hits, home runs. Two runs scored there, four RBI for Jace Young. Cal Conley, another nice day at the plate. Three for five for him with an RBI. Dylan Carter gets in with a hit as well. One for four. Nate Rombach goes one for two. The Red Raiders are really starting to wake up a little bit here at the plate. You're seeing more consistency from more guys. And Brian Klein is getting close to just me saying he's on a hot streak. He's looking really nice. Hunter Dobbins gets a start for you and gives you a really fantastic start once again. Dobbs is 2-0 on the season. Six innings pitched, four hits, no runs or walks. He has eight Ks this time, and he does all that in 70 pitches. So pretty efficient. 70 pitches through six innings pitched is a pretty nice job. Ryan Sublette comes in only for a third of an inning. He really struggled. Two hits, three runs, two walks. Not what you want to see out of him. And I don't know why you're pulling him out in the midweek unless they had seen something or it was just a bullpen day for him and they wanted to get him out with a little bit of work. That's what I suspect because Jacob Brostowski came in as well. He went one and two-thirds with a hit, a walk, two strikeouts. He did not allow any runs, did have a wild pitch. He threw 25, so that's kind of in that bullpen range, throwing about 30 pitches. And Brandon Hendricks, the freshman out of Big Sandy, got an inning at the end. He gave up one hit of scoreless baseball, 13 pitches in his one inning. So Hunter Dobbins gets the win, 2-0, as I said. And the Red Raiders rolled, just absolutely steamrolled through the UNLV running Rebels. On the season now, after that series, Brian Klein now leading the team with a 431 batting average. He's had 22 hits so far this season. That's second on the team, only to Dylan Noisy with 23. Klein with 10 extra base hits, nine doubles after his three today, and a home run. He's got 12 RBI. Nate Rombach still leading you in that category with 21. He still leads in home runs as well with six. I think Rombach is sixth in the nation right now in home runs. Brian Klein's second for you in total bases with 34 to Rombach's 37. But Brian Klein currently slugging a 667. He's also drawn nine walks. Just really killing it. Brian Klein's still in the single digits and strikeouts as well with only eight here through 14 games. I mentioned Dylan Noisy a moment ago as far as hits with 23. He's batting 418. He and Klein are your two consistent players that are batting over 400 still this far into the season. Both have over 50 at-bats. Noisy with 
five doubles and one triple. Triple count getting a little low there for Dylan Noisy as he had quite a few in 2019. 11 ribbies for Noisy so far. He's slugging a 545. I didn't mention Brian Klein's on base percentage is a 517. He's looking absolutely fantastic. If you want to compare a little bit across the national ranks, looking at those summaries, the individual side of that, I mentioned Nate Rombach earlier. He is still sixth in the nation in home runs. He is fourth in RBI. He is still way up the list on those. And you hope that the bat wakes up a little bit in the weekend series for him as he's had a few struggles at the plate. You knew there'd be some inconsistency. He is a freshman, but getting plenty of hacks at it. Dylan Noisy is eighth in hits nationally right now, ninth in runs for the Red Raiders as well. There's several guys with some rankings, but nothing really in the top 10 besides those. I think Nate Rombach also 10th in the nation in RBI per game. When you look at the team as a whole, they're ranked sixth in batting average, fifth in scoring, fourth in runs, third in hits, five in doubles and doubles per game, ninth in home runs per game, sixth in home runs nationally, seventh in slugging percentage, fourth in walks drawn. They're also fourth in on-base percentage, and when you look at them defensively, they're ninth in the nation in strikeouts per nine, 36th in ERA, and I think outliers are still affecting your overall ERA a little bit as you've tried different guys out and gotten different guys' work. But they're 15th in the nation in whip, and I think that's definitely something that you'd like to see. 18th in strikeout-to-walk ratio, and probably one of my favorite things to see on this list, they are 10th in the country in hits allowed per nine. So... Texas Tech, not far off the pace nationally in many ways. They've played some exceptional competition so far. This weekend, probably not going to be the most difficult competition by any stretch of the imagination. You would hope you don't struggle with the Rice Owls as they have really struggled. When you look up and down that rankings list for Rice, everything's really in the low 200s for them. The only stat that I see them in Anywhere close to the top of the country is hit by pitch. They have a couple guys that are really wearing a lot of them. But other than that, Rice struggling mightily offensively and from the mound. When we look at Rice's schedule on the season so far, they opened things up this season at home with a three-game sweep by Texas. They got blanked in the second game 4 nothing, and lost the other 4-7 and 4-5. They had a midweek against Sam Houston get postponed, and then they were swept again, this time on the road at UC Irvine. They lost 110-1-2 and 4-9, so that offense really struggling to get going and find runs when they need it. They lost one at Texas State 2-9, and now Texas State, a team that's been on the rise the past couple seasons, but still you hate to have any sort of midweek loss. They did take two of three from Missouri State, that was at home in Houston. They won 12-4, lost 3-9, and won 5-1. They lost one 2-11 against the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana in the midweek this Tuesday. And then right now, as I record this on Wednesday evening, March 4th, they trail the Houston Cougars 2-5 in the bottom of the 6th. And they are at home in Houston playing at Reckling Park. So the Rice Owls struggling quite a bit. They are 2-9 and nine this season. If this current score holds, they will be 2-10 and 10 coming in to see the Red Raiders, who are near top-ranked in the country in a very difficult place to play. So I should expect Texas Tech to take care of business this weekend. They've taken care of business in the two midweek games, and I wouldn't expect anything much different. You don't want to see a lot of struggles. This isn't a team that you can really make any excuse for dropping any game to at all.
I wanted to read off the bottom of the eighth inning from the Wednesday game for you. This is what you hope to see from the Red Raiders consistently moving forward. Certainly want to see a lot of this this weekend. Long, extended innings, lots of extra base hits. This is what this offense is capable of when they really get grooving. Drew Baker led off the inning with a double to right field. Noisy singled to the pitcher, advancing Baker to third. So you got runners on the corners, then Noisy steals second. Brian Klein behind him, who could certainly work a walk and juice the bases, but no, Brian Klein hit three doubles tonight, and this is one of them. He doubles to right field. That's two RBI for him with Baker and Noisy scoring. So you got Brian Klein on second, no outs. Cole Stillwell singles to the catcher, and he gets an RBI as he scores Brian Klein from second base on that mess. Cody Masters then homers to right field, so there's another two RBI and scores still well. They change pitchers. Jace Young flies out. Nate Rombach works a four-pitch walk. Cal Conley singles to left field, and Rombach advances to second. Dylan Carter singles to first base and juices the bases. And then Drew Baker grounds into a double play there, and Dylan Carter's the final out of the inning. But you score five in the bottom of the eighth on seven hits, and you end up leaving two aboard. It was a really nice job, great situational hitting, really taking advantage of opportunities there. You were already winning in the game, but just to show that you can get in there and mix it up and string together some at-bats when you want them is really what we want to be seeing because there have been a fair number of strikeouts so far this season, and I don't think Coach Tadlock is worried about those strikeouts, but... It is something that I know that Tech fans are noticing, and they would like to see that trend start to turn a little bit as the Red Raiders start to find their groove and get their approach figured out and really kind of get into the rhythm of a season here. Coach Tadlock was asked by our buddy George Watson, who sent a question in at the coaching show, about those strikeouts. And Coach Tadlock said that he wasn't worried about it. And when he goes back and looks at video, especially against Florida State, he thought on Saturday night that they were giving away some pitches. And then goes back and looks and realizes, you know what, that guy was just executing and he was doing a really good job. Coach Tadlock talked a little bit more after that, and I wanted to play a clip for you from the radio show. It was... uh, priceless pure Tim Tadlock. I love how the guy can turn on a dime from a serious answer to a question talking about true blue deep baseball reference a former player as he does here in Gabe Holt and give you a little grin and then tell you a great story about Major League Baseball that'll leave you rolling. So without further ado here's Coach Tadlock with one of his fantastic stories. I think it's always interesting though when you see a guy that maybe you would think is is having a bad night and maybe he's racked up a few strikeouts but late in the game, he's able to kind of turn that around and come up with some key at-bats. I think on Saturday, could you say that about Drew Baker? He yeah, strikes absolutely. out in his first three at-bats, ends up striking out four times in the game. But also in the middle there, he singles in about the seventh or eighth and then hits the big home run in the ninth. So I think you could look back at it and you say, well, those two hits were pretty big. We can forgive the four strikeouts. Well, we had that talk too. I mean, we, we, um, I mean, I, you don't say anything during the middle of it too much, but the next day, just kind of joking, you know, like, hey, man, you can go down as many times as you want if you can bolt one out of here <laughs> the way you did and, uh, and really stick with the game and playing pitch to pitch. And, you know, he did something that, uh, after his first at bat, the guy went away in. And he went back door breaking ball, and he was walking back to the dugout on three pitches. And he walking back to the dugout shaking his head and going, that was nasty. And I'm just thinking of, like, Gabe, 
at the time, I'm thinking of Gabe because Gabe, we could be facing Nolan Ryan in his prime, and Gabe would come back and go, he's terrible. We're going <laughs> to kill this guy. And you're going, man, this guy's like, he thinks he can hit anybody. And so a little bit of a contrast there. And Drohan was really good the other night. Um, reminds me of a story of old Ralph Gar. He used to uh, – Ralph Gar played for the Braves, I believe, and he was facing Nolan Ryan back in his prime. And as the story goes, Ralph was hitting leadoff. And he comes back to the bench, and somebody asked him, they said, hey, um, so what's he got? And he says – and I won't elaborate like he did, but Ralph said, what's he got? What do you mean, what's he got? He goes, this game's over. <laughs> Talking about no Ryan. Oh, gosh, that's in a big league game. That's, it's, a, it's a lot better when he tells a story. Well, and believe me, he's got some stories. Well, it's a good thing that after the first three strikeouts, Drew Baker didn't say that. He of, didn't say that. And I'll guarantee you, Ralph went back up there and competed just like Drew did and Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again, folks. Number six is a national treasure. So glad to have Tim Tadlock around and sharing those little nuggets of awesome with us. And it's just so much fun to hear him talk. I was glad to get to go take the fam up to Rudy's for the coaches show on Monday. I'm often out of town for those, depending on different things going on for work. But it was fun to get to go to and to hear him tell that story about Ralph Gar. Interesting side note as well, Ralph Gar has been inducted into the National College Baseball Hall of Fame. He played at Grambling, well known for his speed, and Gar actually finished his career, I think, with a three oh six batting average. He was uh, quite the player in his day, and he was a teammate of Hank Aaron when Aaron hit his 715th home run to break Babe Ruth's record. Well, a couple of pieces of news this week for Texas Tech baseball and baseball fans. Next year... The 2021 Shriners College Classic Field was announced. It'll be an all-Texas field, as it has been some years in the past, and it will include your Texas Tech Red Raiders, Texas State, TCU, Texas A&M, Sam Houston State, and Rice. Coach Tadlock was asked about that by Jamie Lent. He's not exactly sure who the Red Raiders will play, but does know that Tech won't be playing the other Big 12 teams, so you can certainly bet that you might have an opportunity to play against Texas A&M. That's a six-team field. There'll be nine games across the weekend and should be an interesting one. That'll be March 5th through 7th in 2021. That's at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Those tickets for the 2020 Shriners College Classic went on sale in November of 19, so you can look probably in November of this year to find tickets for the 2021 tournament. Additionally, it's been announced that the Red Raiders will open their 2021 season at the new Globe Life Park, and they will be facing an SEC opponent there in an SEC Big 12 Challenge. So the first series of the season in the climate control of brand new Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. I'm not going to belabor this one too much for you folks. UNLV was not a great opponent. Texas Tech took care of business, did what they needed to do. Some big numbers came out of that one. Red Raiders still looking good in the stat column. The offense is strong. It's starting to find more of a groove. I think you're going to continue to see improvements over for starting pitching and that starting rotation as they continue to find rhythm, find their timing, 
get physically in better and better and better shape as long as they're getting good rest and taking care of things. I think things are on the upswing for Red Raider baseball and going to continue to be so here as we roll through the season. Rice, also not a quality opponent, not really doing a lot of good things right now, really looking like they're going to be on the struggle bus all season. Expect the Red Raiders to take care of business. If they don't, you don't press the panic button, but there is a fair amount of disappointment, I think, that can come if you drop a game to a team like this when you know you have bigger tests coming, certainly a midweek coming up against Mississippi State and Biloxi and other of course, Big 12 series and big series coming your way like a series with Minnesota. I'll be back in your feed on Sunday night following the Rice series to recap that one and look ahead to that road trip to Biloxi, Mississippi to face Mississippi State in a minor league ballpark. Until then, have a good one. Enjoy some baseball. Enjoy the end of your week as we prepare to host the Rice Owls. I hope I see you around the ballpark. Thank you all so much for the support, for the downloads, for all the new follows on Twitter. I think I'm at 999 Twitter followers, so would love to break a 1,000. Dinger underscore Derby there on Twitter. Thank you for the DMs. New followers on Instagram. I appreciate the word getting out about Dinger Derby. Continue to tell your friends, like, review, and subscribe us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I look for you around the ballpark, and I hope I see you there. Until then, be good and wreck them. Thanks for tuning in to Dinger Derby and sharing our love for Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. You can connect with Keith on Twitter at Dinger underscore Derby and find more Texas Tech sports content at stakingtheplains.com. Help us out by rating us and leaving a review on iTunes. And remember to tell your friends about the show. Keith will be back next week with another episode of Dinger Derby. And until then, wreck of tech. Keep your hand on your gun. Don't you trust anyone There's just one kind of man that you can trust That's a dead man or a gringo like me Be the first one to fire Every man is a liar There's just one kind of man who tells the truth That's a dead man or a gringo like me